Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 138. Nick Qualia, no Jared Scally tonight. Some issues came up with Jared last minute. He was supposed to be on the show up until like maybe five minutes ago. Uh, threw everything else off. So instead, we got Alan Nahigian. Al Nahigian doesn't want to be called Alan. There you go. But am I going to continue to call him Alan? Of course you are, because that's just who you are. You better, yeah, you better fucking believe I'm going to continue to call you out. No, 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 That's going to change. Like I said, on the last time I was on this brilliant podcast, that is going to change. I'm going to make you change it. I don't care what you say. It's going to change. There's, once I get a name into my head, that is absolutely going to be the only name that is going to be, that I can call you. For the remainder of my time knowing you, that is the only name, because it's already stuck in my head. I already have. I already have a wildly difficult time remember remembering names. You think I'm going to be able to switch names? That's not going to happen. I mean, it's There's two no le- way that's going to happen. Two letters, pal. Going from Alan A L A N to Al A L. The I'm amount of kidding. letters doesn't matter. The, oh, amount, come of, on. the so, amount of the amount of letters doesn't matter. Uh, whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to change your mind right now. So let's uh, let's just get to this. Quags, always a pleasure to come on with you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming on last minute. Good thing. Good thing we got a couple of people on standby. It's. It sucks. Me and Jared were talking all week. Me and Jared were ready to go. I, I love having you on, Al. I do. But me and Jared were ready to go with these topics this week. Sucks that it couldn't be on. But yeah, no, last... I'll blame you and whatever, Jared, whatever you're going through. Hope it all goes well for you, pal. <laughs> I don't think he's dying. <laughs> well, not dying, but from what we talked about off air, it seemed pretty serious. So whatever you're going through, Jared, I hope it ends up for the best for you. I, I think he was just panicking. I'm sure he'll be fine. All right, weekly dub. <laughs> Drew Brees broke Peyton Manning's career touchdown pass record with number 540. Uh, Tom Brady's only a couple behind him. He broke it on Monday Night Football against the Colts. Look, Drew Brees, I think he's one of the greats. He's one of the he is he's one of the greatest of all time. He's not the greatest of all time. On Monday Night Football, Al, I don't know if you watched it live. They were acting. They were. I don't know if you saw the actual record-breaking touchdown live. They stopped the game. It was just like the last time he broke a big record. They stopped the entire game. It's an entire. It's basically a ceremony in the middle of the game. People went back to the to the touchdown where where Tom Brady broke the single season touchdown record to Randy Moss. They didn't even stop the game. Tom Brady's running up with his hands up in the air saying two points, two points. They didn't even stop the game. They this league and I love Drew Brees. Don't get me wrong, but this league licks this guy's nuts. Licks this guy's scrotum, <laughs> a clean scrotum if he uses Manscaped Couch Guy, 20% off free shipping. But they go nuts over this guy, and they just treat him like he's a frigging king. It's not unreal. Only, so not only that, first of all, nice little plug in there for the sponsor. Nice job by you. So Yeah, Manscaped.com. Yeah, credit to you. And number two, everyone's talking about with Drew Brees, just how great he's having at it at age 40 of a season. Buddy. Tom Brady was the MVP of 40. And if you give Brady a wide receiver like Michael Thomas and that offensive line, he's probably putting up the same numbers right now at age 42 if you just flop the quarterbacks on both teams. That's the other thing, too. I'm glad you brought that point up. There are are randomly now these people who are popping up on Twitter saying, Drew Brees, the greatest of all time. Teddy Bridgewater said it last night into a camera, which, like, I get, like, that's your teammate right now. He's basically, like... He's probably like somewhat of in like a, a father figure right now. I get it, but 
Tom Brady, people are acting like this is the first time a quarterback's done this at age 40. Tom Brady was the MVP at age 40. The MVP. People just want to see people just want to see Breeze win a Super Bowl. Or best case scenario, he wins the Super Bowl and it's a Breeze versus Brady matchup. That's what people want to that see. That would that would be we have been robbed for years of either a Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady versus Drew Brees matchup in the Super Bowl. And we might even get robbed of it again this year, but we'll talk about that later. We might. We'll see. Josh Gordon slapped with his fifth suspension of his career. This time it was for violating both the league's PED policy, which people are kind of just brushing over. I am super interested to see what that's about. But also the the occurring theme, the substance abuse policy. Uh, we're going to talk about that more in the main part of the show. But Josh Gordon, man, I mean, just like NFL aside, you got to hope that guy just gets better. Because he, he, he seems like a genuinely good dude. And, and he was that way in New England. By the way, how'd that tweet go for you, pal? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't had know. to bring it up. I had to. I don't know who this guy was. He writes for the Eagle Tribune. He's got like probably like, what, 3,000, 4,000 followers. He retweeted me the day before on Sunday, after right after the Josh Gordon dive and catch that he made that went viral all over Twitter. I tweeted out. Basically, I think it was it was something along the lines of Josh Gordon. The only the only excuse I'll take at this point is Josh Gordon better have killed somebody. That's the only excuse I'm going to take at this point for Bill cutting him. And then after this news came out, I'll, this guy retweets it. I don't know how he managed to find my tweet specifically. And then I've got all these middle aged jamokes commenting on my Twitter. Essentially the same thing. Oh, this didn't age well. This did, hash at old takes exposed. Yeah, I fucking know, guys. Let's relax. You think I don't know? <laughs> I liked, um, I think it was Lauren's tweet that I saw a little bit earlier before the show. That was pretty funny, too. Yeah. Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty good. But, hey, you know what? Honestly, like you said, Josh Gordon, especially when he was with the Patriots, he was such a good dude. And especially in his postgame interviews, like he said all the right things. He did all the right things. The guy just has a problem. And it's a problem that a lot of other people have that we just don't hear about. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that more as we go. Uh, Madsen Bumgarner, got our baseball guy on here. The Mad Bum, best nickname in baseball, ends a five-year deal worth $85 million with Al. What the? The Diamondbacks? Out of the trees. I don't know if it's necessarily out of the trees because you think about this. At the deadline last year, Madison Bumgarner said he there were certain teams he didn't want to go to. A lot of those teams, Quags, they were contending teams. He doesn't care anymore. He's got his three rings. He wants the money. He's 30 years old, getting a probably a big contract to still play in the NL West. So good for him for making $17 million a year at his age right now. And the Diamondbacks got a steal. I'm sorry, but they got yeah, a they did. Five years, steal. $85 million for Bumgarner? That's for, a hell of a steal. I uh, would love if the, if the Red Sox knew they were trading David Price, I would have loved for them to go after Mad Bum for that kind of deal. Five years, 85, that would have been incredible. But I just I just didn't expect the Diamondbacks to come out of nowhere with this. They're yeah. like, I didn't see any rumors about it. I saw nothing. All of a sudden, it was boom, Arizona Diamondbacks land Madsen Bumgarner. Yeah, that, uh, that literally came out of left field. I'm not trying to be, you know, a corny baseball pun, but it literally came out of nowhere. 
Former member of the Red Sox, Wade Miley lands a two-year deal with the Cincinnati Reds after putting together a couple of different solid seasons, including a 2018 line with a 2.75 or 2.57, excuse me, ERA in 16 starts. Since the last time we were on the show, Garrett Cole signed a nine-year, $324 million deal with the Yankees, which includes a player opt-out after year five. With two weeks left in the season, we have eight teams who have clinched a postseason berth in the NFL, and those teams are the Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs, Bills, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, and the 49ers. The 49ers, who, by the way, are now in the wild card spot with the Seahawks taking over that number one seed in the that NFC. Is- that's such a joke, especially with the Cowboys and the Eagles. It's a goddamn joke. It is. It is. But at the same time, I don't hate it because I, I like the division thing. I like breaking it up like that. Baseball, I think baseball could survive if they did it a little bit more like the MLB. I mean, uh, the NBA. I think that they would be a good league to do that with just the top X amount of teams, top six teams, the last two are wild card. I think that would be fine for baseball. But. It's like sports like the NFL, sports like the NHL. I think they benefit with the way that they are right now, playoffs, uh, playoff bracket wise. Uh, Steven Strasburg couldn't help but laugh during his press conference when a reporter said the word threesome because threesome, everybody's immature as you get older. And then the mm-hmm. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook went down with a shoulder injury on Sunday and was taken out for the remainder of the game. And if this lingers, this could be massive. This could have massive implications on the fantasy football championships happen, happening this weekend. Or if you're in my case, the fantasy football toilet bowl, as I battle to not come in ninth or 10th place. Well, actually, I'm battling to come in ninth place. I don't want to come in last place in my league because our punishment every year now, you've got the, and, and, and I'm the idiot who came up with this. So now I, I might be the first one every single year in my fantasy league, Al. Every single year. Last place. I'm the only one who's ever done a punishment. I came in last place like four years ago or five years ago. I'm the only oh, one who did a punishment. Every single year after that, everybody pushed out. Everybody bitched out. Any any kind of punishment we came up with, they were like, no, I'm not going to do that. Nah. Now, I came up with this before before I knew I was going to be in last place. We're going to have the toilet bowl juice. The, the, the sacco juice is what we're going to call it. And everybody just gets to pick a half shot worth of any alcohol they want. All goes into a cup. Last place has to chug that as the opening ceremony for our draft next year. It's our big money league. So I'm gonna I'm battling not to do that next year. That just sounds like a, a trip to the toilet waiting to happen. If I did that, I'd be probably on my ass in the hospital somewhere. Holy it's a disadvantage because yeah. I have to do that before. If I come in last, I'm going to have to do that before we draft. So I'm doing that as the opening ceremony before next year's draft. So I could be, maybe you could clear up my mind before the actual draft. Maybe. And then maybe you finish, you know, in first and just went on the money next year. Problem solved. We're a big money league too. It sucks. And especially this year, I had a stack. I've talked about this a million times on the show. I had a stacked team. It is not fair that I'm in last place. I got so screwed this year. Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews, Chicago's defense, Justin Tucker. Who was my other running back to start the year? Who was David Johnson, who started um, off hot? It made yeah. no sense. Dude, so I'm, I'm fighting for last. I'm right there with you because in my league, I started off 4 0, and I just played to not come in last. Start off 4 0 with pretty much the same team that you had. A little different, but a lot of the same players Mahomes, Mark Ingram, Chicago defense. It, it was just, it was stupid. Well, the difference through the first eight weeks, it took me till week six to get my first win. Through, through the first eight weeks of the season, I was the second highest scorer in our league. 
Yikes. You know how you know you know what that means? I kept losing to the top scorer every single fucking week. And I was putting up a ton of points every single week and I couldn't win. So now I'm in the toilet bowl. So hey, whatever. That's it for the weekly dump. Now, guys, before we go on, part of this show, the weekly dump, the Couch Guy Sports Podcast, presented by the new app, Seated. Seated is a fast-growing mobile app that allows restaurant goers to earn rewards and gift cards simply for making reservations through the app. Seated is currently available in the following cities, New York City, Boston, Chicago, Philly, Atlanta, and is soon coming to San Francisco. Incredible city. I love San Francisco. Favorite place I've ever been. Well, top two. I love Dublin, too. Uh, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Houston, Miami, Austin, Denver, Providence, Rhode Island, if you're from around here, and Seattle, Washington, which means more and more opportunities for reservations, which also in turn means more and more opportunities for you to get gifts, to get bonuses just for using the app. I'm actually using it this weekend. I'm going to Boston, going to the seaport. I'm actually going to see Trevor Wallace, the comedian in Boston. We're going to the seaport for dinner first, and we're going to use the seated app with the link found in the description of this video and of this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, everything. Click this app, download the app, make the reservation. You guys don't even, you're not only helping out yourself when you do that, you're helping out us too. Click the link in the description below, sign up, and book your table in some of the hottest restaurants in Boston, helping not only us, but again, you by getting rewarded just for reserving a table. Again, the Seated app, guys, it's a phenomenal app. Give it a shot. Link in the description below. And if you're listening, it's just in the, in the description of the podcast. So, guys, Sunday, so Sunday is my one-year anniversary with my girlfriend. I think I'm going to use Seated when we go for our anniversary dinner. You just Going to idea, Quags. Hell yes. Going to Boston. Use the link. It's huge. You get rewards. It's so easy. You just get rewards. I'm. That's like I said. I'm using it this weekend. It's gonna be perfect. Maybe I'm gonna go to an Italian restaurant. Mwah. Oh, let's not. Let's maybe, we, maybe we run into each other. That would be a sight to see. I'm going. I'm going with a with a wacky ass crew. Let me tell you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Spygate <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> Spygate 2 video release. So uh, we talked about Spygate last week, Spygate 2. And at the time, Al, you weren't on the show, obviously, but we talked about it actually on your show. Uh, was that last week? It, it, was, it was last week, yeah. Um, Spygate 2 at the time, after the first couple of days, it really appeared to be nothing. We had the report from Ian Rappaport basically saying that the the punishment, there is expected to be a punishment, but it was not going to be that bad. Some people, and that to me indicated that they already looked at the video, the NFL already looked at the video, and they determined that it's not that bad of a video, which I think I still hold that opinion. But I think the most damning and the most complicated thing about this entire situation isn't really the, the content of the video of what they got of the Bengals sideline. I think the most damning and weird part that has to be discussed is the way that the Patriots independent contractor, quote, quote, okay, here's the YouTube video, quote, independent contractor. Al, it's weird that this independent contractor's been working with the Patriots in Craft Sports Production. Actually has Craft Sports Production under his LinkedIn bio, but has been working with the Patriots in this capacity for 18 years. Yeah. When we first talked about this, it sounded like this guy 
was just, okay, independent contracts are coming. You're going to film the series for us this year. This guy was here for 18 years. 18 yeah. years. Yeah, kind of fishy. Not going to lie. What was the guy's name again? David Mondillo or something? Is I'll be honest name? with you. I haven't even looked up his name because I don't even think it really matters. <laughs> okay, fair. Very now, fair. Here's, here's the video that broke from Fox Sports' Jay Glazer. Let's see if this plays immediately. If this plays immediately, then that's going to be a miracle because technical stuff never works on this show. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time. I've heard some good uh, audio recordings in the past. But this whole thing is just so, so ridiculous. It's just beyond stupid how big Whoa. this thing came out to be. Oh, classic. I mean, am I, am I right or am I right? Oh, uh, man, I'm guessing you're right on this one. I mean, been... I mean, when I look up the video on Twitter, it brings me to something, and it's it's the entire the entire Fox Sports. You know, this is on me. This is totally on me. I should have. I should have. Oh, it's right here. All right. Can you hear that? It's really soft. Put it close to the mic. Can't imagine that video quality. That audio quality is good. It's a lot lower. But basically, you guys, if you've seen the video by now, and I wish I thought the audio quality was actually louder at that point. Um, the the videographer immediately starts saying, I can delete this now. Basically saying, we don't have to talk about this. I can delete this. You'll never hear from us again. It's over. Now, to me, his tone, the way he was going about it, that sounded to me like a guy who knew that what he was doing was wrong, and he got caught. Guilty. Now, the only thing that really kills me the only thing that really kills me here is I can't imagine this they'd be this stupid. I cannot imagine that they would be this stupid. I said this last week. The Patriots have been caught with Spygate before. They've been caught with Deflategate before. And whether or not you believe those, in the eyes of the NFL, they did both of these. They were 100% compliant in Spygate and Deflategate. They orchestrated these things. So you don't have a leg to stand on here. So that tells me that I don't think football operations, I don't know if, I don't even think Ernie Adams, that conspiring son of a bitch, all the respect in the world, but that's Ernie Adams. He's a king and he knows what to do. He's, he's a crafty little son of a bitch. I can't imagine that Ernie or football operations would give the instruction to anybody with a camera to film anything, anything regarding the football field of any of their opponents because they know that if they got caught, this is what's going to happen. Even if it's the most minute thing, which this still could be, we still, we still don't really know the final product here. If even if it's the most minute thing, if you get caught, you're screwed, you're done. You look like a bunch of a-holes because you look like you got caught again in another Spygate situation, which is why it's getting called Spygate 2. Yeah. And the thing is too, the funny part about this video is that I don't know if you really noticed this, but the Bengals security guy, he was such a stickler when he was talking to the Patriots. Did you hear what he said to him? He's he, like, acted like, the, he acted like the, he was the, the, the damage, The damage is done, pal. You know, you can't take back what you said. 
you know, the damage is already done. Give me a break. And I wrote the article on Couch Guy about this. And I was just like, okay, the guy's saying he'll delete it right now on the spot. I get it. It looks like you have a guilty conscience. And I understand that. But if the guy's willing to delete it, just say, okay, delete it right now. Show the proof that you deleted it. It's over. That's it. It's over. Wipe your hands clean. It's done. See, I don't think that the I don't think the Bengals could do that because I think if you do catch it's the Patriots. I think if you do catch the Patriots videotaping it, you have to report it to the NFL because then at that point it becomes a league wide matter because this team's done this before. So you're at the point now where the rest of the NFL they're gonna want to know about this, especially if the Bengals do report this. One thing that could absolutely kill, kill, kill the Patriots is if Something like you actually just illustrated, if that actually has happened in the past. Let's say they went to a different stadium this year. They got caught recording, or they just got caught recording at a different stadium the week before they were going to go there. And they pulled this, we'll just destroy the tapes, okay? And then the the whoever the, two, whoever the team is that they were recording, they're compliant, and they say, yeah, sure, just delete them, we'll, we'll, we'll wipe our hands of this, it doesn't matter. Then if they see this... If they see what the Bengals are reporting, the worst thing that could happen to the Patriots is this team coming forward, if this hypothetical team coming forward, and being like, this happened at our stadium too. This happened when we were playing here. The Patriots said they were filming a do-your-job series of an advanced scout. We let them just delete the footage. We thought it was the end of it. They did this to us too, which would make things seem very, very, very fishy. The the damning thing, the damning, damning thing in this entire situation was just the way that they were acting. The way that they were acting seemed so fishy. But it doesn't mean I'm against the Patriots here. Because, it, look, if, the Patri- if I thought the Patriots were guilty, I would say it. Absolutely. I don't care. But, but, there's, but there's nothing here to really be guilty of. That's no, the whole and thing. even the film is stupid. It's the ridiculous. You, you, you look at, like, I think it's like a couple coaches and a couple players. You're not even on the actual field, like, recording an actual play. That's the whole thing here. It's literally just a couple coaches and a couple of players talking. That's all this is. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm looking at the video right now. It's just, it's, it's a lot of the sideline, but they, so this guy, the videographer claimed that they were they were taking this B-roll shot to act like it was the or in his statement actually he 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 acted like it was he said that it was supposed to be like a binocular view from the scout from the press box which looking at this video I could kind of see that but he just acted so sketchy and so so weird about the entire situation and then releasing a statement like that too and once you realize that you, this guy has been with the Patriots for 18 years, it's either there's one of two things. He either really ju- did just do this on his own. He thought that this would be a or he was instructed by his producer to do this. He thought this was what he, he was supposed to do regardless of the rules or he's just a friggin moron because I, I, if you've been I, here for 18 really... years, 18 years, you've been here through Spygate and you've been here through Deflategate. You know, there's no ignorance here. I'm willing to bet he's just a moron that just made a moronic mistake. But it, it can't happen. Change. But it, it can't happen. But it can't happen. So here's the thing. Does this change anything for you after you saw the video? For me, it's no. No, absolutely not. I stand by what I said in the article on Couch Guy. It's nothing. It's ridiculous. It's Cincinnati focusing on something 
off the field instead of focusing on the field. And then you get your ass beat at home by three touchdowns to a team that's struggling offensively. Granted, one of them was a pick six by Gilmore and everything like that. But still, you got beat at home by three touchdowns. Let's just call it like it is. And why it doesn't change anything for me, even despite the way he was at. Frankly, the videographer could have just been nervous, and that's why he sounded the way that he did on the video. But the reason nothing changes for me is because the video is exactly what we were told it was. It was just... It, it's there's just some extra commentary from the the discussion happening between security and the Patriots uh, videographers. The video itself, the content itself of the of the Bengals Patriots sideline was exactly what we were told. So now that we just have a visual aid to take a look at this, I can't imagine that it is. It should change the opinion on anybody because again, it's the same thing that we were told that they had. Yeah. It- Listen, this whole thing, and I, I mentioned it in the very last part of my article, this should be over with by now. It should be done. It's Tuesday of the next week as we're recording. The Patriots have a more important task at hand in beating the Buffalo Bills on Saturday for the AFC East. I can't believe I'm even saying that in 2019, but that's the reality we live in right now. So so as long as the Patriots win one of the next two games, they get the AFC East. Right, and, but you're still playing for seeding too because – You are. You, you're, you're playing for that bye week, and this team this team needs a bye week. Yes, and, and I hate to agree with Michael Felger here, but he said something today on Felger and Maz that I kind of agree with. If the Patriots don't get that two seed, they have to play in the wild card round, wild card round weekend. They ain't winning anything this year. Oh no, no, so, I, I, I agree. There's no they they might not even get out of wild card weekend if that's the case. I know because then you're looking at potentially Pittsburgh. Or Tennessee, maybe the Texans if they fall back, who knows? But that's one of the first teams you're playing. And then you have to go on the road to play Kansas City. You're not winning again this year in Kansas City if Kansas City jumps them in the standings. There's no way. No. It'll be it'll be a hairy situation. You know how you cure that though? How, tell me, Man God, how do you cure it? Baby. Ooh. Tell me more. Support, support the Couch Guy Sports Podcast and CouchGuysports.com. Support comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Guys, we've all had our own little issues here with Nick and the Nutsack before, and, and some people like to use razors. Some people like like young Nick when I, when I realized that people were supposed to be doing this kind of thing, using those little tiny scissors. Sometimes you might, you might have accidentally clipped the Nutsack, and it might have scarred you for life. Well, no issues with that anymore. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Look, phenomenal product. They sent me and they sent Jared a bunch of different things to give it a shot, and they are phenomenal. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past with the lawnmower 2.0, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls, that's disgusting. Don't be a gross-ass animal. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, guys. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code COUCHGUY at manscaped.com. We think it's COUCHGUY and lower scape. It's all, it, lower, lower, lower case. Lower case. <laughs> I'm trying to say lower cape. <laughs> 
couch guy, lowercase. You can try capital if you wanted. Didn't work for some people, but it also worked for some other people. And I know plenty of people who have already purchased this with our discount code. Discount code worked. Free shipping, 20% off, and they've loved the products so far. They are really top-of-the-line products, guys, at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls, they're going to thank you. They're going to talk to you. They're going to say, hey, hey, Al, thanks. Thanks for the trim job, pal. Get Get 20% off and free shipping with the code couchguy at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code, again, couchguy. Free shipping, Manscaped. Gotta love that Manscaped. Josh Gordon, suspended again. We touched on this very briefly in the weekly dump, so I, I don't, I don't know how we can really talk about this at length anymore because there's only so much you can say about Josh Gordon being suspended. We've had this discussion every single year at this point, and you know. So Josh Gordon suspended again. Here's the tweet from Adam Schefter. I'll just start it off with this. The NFL has suspended Josh Gordon indefinitely for violating the league's policies on performance substances and performances of, I mean, substances of abuse. So uh, obviously we know at this point that he has dealt with his own demons. He's been addicted to drugs. Uh, Specifically, he's been uh, linked to marijuana, which, I mean, you have your opinions on that. I have my opinions on that. But the fact of the matter is at this point, Josh Gordon has a problem. We know that he's addicted. He cannot be using any drugs, regardless of how you feel about things like marijuana. He has been in so much trouble with the league at this point that he cannot be on any of these. He cannot take any drugs. I don't even think he can drink alcohol with the league, uh, with being in this league at this point. So suspended again. It's his fifth time. The tough thing is with Josh Gordon and you have sympathy for the guy. I have sympathy for the guy. But I thought this was going to be the year that he made it from start to finish. Because that's it seems like that was the, the, the path that it was going on. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to think that last year when the Patriots got him, he, he was pretty good throughout the season. And then this season, he started off well. He was saying he was getting healthy. He was producing well, he on the started, field. He started off well health-wise. He didn't. He never looked great on the field. He looked like a much slower version of himself. But he was still. He was still productive in the sense that he could still create a little separation. Obviously, he wasn't the receiver that he was in Cleveland for all those yeah. years. But he still was an upgrade from anybody that they have now, minus Julian Edelman. But like you said, you have to have sympathy for the guy. He, like I said in the weekly dump, he did the right things here. He said all the right things, and you know what? He just he needs to get his life straightened out and, and kick this habit. I know it's easier said than done, but he needs to have support from his loved ones and try to get this thing figured out because it already ruined his football career. Don't let it ruin his whole life. He still has a full life ahead of him. Well, that's the thing. And again, like we 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 obviously have sympathy for the guy, but just we we have to look at it now from an NFL standpoint. And at this point, this is this is shot number five he was given. He was suspended five times now. I don't think the league, even if he does get healthy, even if he does figure things out, I don't think the league lets him back in. I don't. I don't they've I don't given think him so either. They've given him try after try after try, and he's at the point now where he's ruined any chance that he has with getting back in the NFL. And I think Bill knew something about this because he when had the Patriots, to have. he had to, have. because first of all, they know this weeks in advance. This isn't something that. 
They get tested on Tuesday. They're suspended Thursday. They know this weeks in advance. So I think Bill already had this information. Bill knew. Maybe the Seahawks knew, too. I don't know. But regardless, I, when the Patriots traded for Mohamed Sanu, everybody was like, great. Now you can put Sanu with Josh Gordon. This is going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden, it was either that day or the next day, Josh Gordon cut. And everybody was shocked because the offense wasn't playing well. They had no receivers. They had no receivers that were creating separation, let alone any depth at all. And Josh Gordon, the benefit of him, regardless of how he was playing, he was he had a relationship. He had a rapport with Tom Brady already. Yes, he did. So that was a benefit of just keeping him around, even if he's not producing that the, the, the way that you want him to. He's got a relationship with your star quarterback, with the guy that is struggling. He's having his own issues uh, on his own this year. So having Gordon around seemed great. Bill cuts him. Everybody's pissed. But I think this this tells us why Bill cut him. And if, if he didn't know this was coming, if he didn't know officially that Josh Gordon was going to be suspended, I'm going to assume that Bill had his suspicions. He had to have. And you know what? It's funny because... I don't know. It, it just seemed like when he went to Seattle, didn't you just think in the back of your mind, this is just not going to work? It, like you had to, you had to have thought that he was going to slip up because he's not necessarily under the microscope like he was in New England. And even with the stuff like on the field, because on the field, I agree with you, he wasn't as fast. Obviously, he's a big guy; he can break tackles and you know extend plays a little bit after contact. But the thing with Gordon is that. I just had a feeling when he went to Seattle, it just wasn't going to be the same. I had a feeling he was going to be out. And you know what? The crazy Here's the craziest part of all. Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown for his obvious reasons, but Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown, probably not going to play in the NFL for a while. That, that's so, amazing to think. So AB, I think he's actually going to be back on a team next year. Apparently there are like 20 teams who are interested in him right now. I don't know I don't if believe I buy that. that. I, I don't yeah. believe that. There's no shot. Why You're going to tell me that two-thirds of the league are interested in a guy that just the other day put up an Instagram live video of the cops being at his house because apparently his baby mama was intruding at his house. Did you, yeah, did you, why, would you why would you put that on Facebook Live? <laughs> did, no, did, you live? See, did you see what he put today? Uh, the no white women 2020. Well, yeah, but he's not not only that, but in one of his Instagram stories, he put a picture of the notice that his lawyer sent out to the baby mama, basically saying you have to get uh, vacate the premises and clear out all your stuff. I think it was by like December. Uh, what's today? December 17th. You gotta, yeah, you got to clear it by like December 20 something, like 27th or something, or else you know it's going to become his. He's just a loose cannon, and I hate to say it, but he's got a few screws loose up there. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I, I see him coming back next year. I don't see Josh Gordon coming back. Gordon's been giving opportunity after, after opportunity, and like, you've got to pray that he gets better. You have to pray that he ends up getting the help that he needs. But I mean, it's you can only give a guy so many opportunities, and I understand that he's got a problem he's addicted and i know it's a, i know it's a mental thing i know it's a disease and i know that he's going through something that i like i don't have any addiction problems i couldn't imagine going through something that you just cannot break like this but there's consequences in a professional league and i think the nfl at some point just has to look at this guy and be like listen we tried we've given you more opportunities than we probably should have after his fourth try last year they probably should have just said hey 
we're not going to do this anymore. We've given you try after try, and they gave him that opportunity, and he's he's suspended again. What else can the league do? They can't. They cannot do anything with him anymore. Yeah, he's gone, and you hate to see him go because he was such a unique talent, especially in his Cleveland days. But he had the opportunity to be one of the best receivers the NFL seen ever. Yeah, he was an athlete. He was an athletic specimen. Yep, he just couldn't stay off the weed. Just couldn't do it. Mookie Betts, Dodgers rumors. So this one got interesting today. So winter meetings, it things appeared to unfold in the way that the Red Sox were no longer really interested in dealing away Mookie Betts. And Bob Nightingale has had his own. <laughs> Bob Nightingale. Bob Nightingale has had his own uh, issues with reporting before, tweeting things. <laughs> yes, that, he has. Tweeting yeah. things that just that just don't don't happen, don't make sense, and. Yep. This this might be one of them. Mookie Betts. So Bob Nightingale comes out with a piece saying that the Dodgers and the Red Sox have had discussions early. I think the word he used was early exploratory discussions about a Mookie Betts trade. Let me see. I actually have the article right here. It's just got to load here. Uh, it's a pretty short piece. He says the Los Angeles Dodgers have engaged in exploratory trade talks with the Boston Red Sox about former MVP Mookie Betts. According to two officials with direct knowledge of the discussions. Now, the first thing that gets a little sketchy, the officials spoke to USA Today uh, Sports on the condition of of anonymity, as I pronounce it, because they weren't authorized to discuss the talks publicly. So right yeah. away, when you've got sources that are public or, or, or anonymous, and let me tell you something here. Nobody ever, you, if you just write you have sources, I've never seen anybody like go after somebody on Twitter. It'd be like, who are your sources, huh? Why don't you tell me? It's weird that he brought that up like that. I'm not saying the guy's a liar, but I'm just saying that's a little unnecessary to say that these guys don't want to be named because they are never named. That's why they're sources. Um, so he claims that the Red Sox have had discussions now with the Dodgers. He makes it seem like recently. Uh, another paragraph, the Dodgers' top priority remains Cleveland Indian shortstop Francisco Lindor, but if the two sides can't agree on a package for the All-Star the Dodgers could turn its attention to Boston. So then that makes it sound more hypothetical. It goes in to say why the Red Sox would deal them away for the, the hefty payroll, comes, becomes a free agent next year. Um, and then Los Angeles has included shortstop Corey Seager in trade talks with Boston and Cleveland, but are much more reluctant to part with prize prospect Gavin Lux, their shortstop of the future. So Alex Spear then comes out with a tweet. And Alex Spear is one of the bets, the best. Yep. Alex Spear, Alex Spear, the Boston Globe. And, and right away, I mean, one of my first takeaways from this Bob Nightingale story is the Red Sox have made this already seem like they don't plan on trading Mookie Betts. It seems like they've changed their tune on that. So Alex Spear goes, report by Bob Nightingale regarding Red Sox slash Los Angeles Dodgers talks about bets. Multiple sources say the two teams had virtually no engagement on bets during winter meetings. It's possible that's changed, but Sox clearly seemed inclined to deal from elsewhere on the roster. So he basically reaffirms that the Red Sox do not plan on dealing away Mookie Betts. And then we've got MLB Network 2. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to use the word pantsing Bob Nightingale because I don't know who this woman is. Oh, I, so I was just about to bring that up. So it was actually Hubs that wrote it on Barstool today. 
So it, the woman's name is Ellen Adair, A-D-A-I-R. And she literally just says, yeah. Here, well, uh, I have the video right here. All right, I'm just, I'm just going to play the video from MLB Network where they just pants Bob Nightingale. He says that the Red Sox and the Dodgers are having exploratory talks regarding Mookie Betts. That's a big ticket item. What do you think of that? I believe that they might be having exploratory talks. But Bob Nightingale also said that the Phillies were in on Rendon. So I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt. Wow, okay. Ooh, that's harsh. Yes. <laughs> so she just absolutely goes after Bob Nightingale, which is true. Which is true. I mean... She should because Bob Nightingale, not at this point, especially this offseason, not the most reliable source. And it just doesn't seem like the Red Sox have had any interest anymore with dealing away Mookie Betts. Yeah, I, I just don't get like what the deal is now. I By mean, the way, we've just completely lost Al's video feed. So people on YouTube, this is what we're living with right now. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, my face isn't much to look at. So you're welcome. Uh, so Mookie Betts, obviously. Obviously, it's a tough situation, and we've known this since the first day that all the reports have come out. But I don't know. Just seeing that trade package, it's like if that trade package were to actually happen, not the worst thing in the world. Really not that bad. You fill your second base void with Corey Seager, who I See, like. I'm with you. Yeah. I like that, the Corey Seager idea. Yes. You get Corey Seager, and you get two big prospects to build your farm system back up. So – why not just see what happens? I mean, I still don't think the trade's going to happen. I think it's just there were some talks. They were kicking the tires. I mean, especially with Nightingale. You know, he screwed up so many things. Like, he said that Kyler Murray was going to, you know, probably report to spring training three minutes later. That didn't happen. Reported Javi Baez was going to the Braves. And Carnacio, Edwin and Carnacio to the Rays in the three-team trade. It's just the point I'm trying to make is don't believe anything. The worst sources in the history of sources. Yeah, he also said Bryce Harper wasn't going to the Phillies. But I don't believe anything Bob Nightingale says, unless it's Rosenthal or Heyman or Passan. I just – I don't know what really to make of it. Spears good too. But it just – it doesn't seem likely that right this second that the Red Sox are going to be leaning heavily toward trading away their star outfielder unless the offer is just out of this world. It would, it would have to blow them out of the friggin' water to get it done. It would have to. But again, I'm I'm all in for a Corey Seager deal. If you can get Corey Seager, and like people have tossed around the name Jock Peterson too, which I guess that would fill your outfield hole that you would then have. But I I Peterson has a ton of power, very underrated power. Thirty six home runs last season, a ton of power. But he doesn't hit well for average. You would still have that supplemental power numbers there. But I I, I don't want to see Jock Peterson back here. If you deal away Mookie Betts, because at that point, just hold on to Mookie Betts. If Corey Seager is involved and he's the main piece and you get two top of the line prospects, that's a different story because you, I do not, I am so worried that we're going to watch Mookie Betts walk away next offseason and that's it. You don't get anything for him. He's just gone. He goes and signs with the Braves or whoever he decides to sign with. The entire, the, the Bob Nightingale story. <laughs> that's all we can we'll do. See. That's all we can do is laugh. That's all we can do is laugh. We'll see. All right, Cowboys Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 138. Nick Qualia, Al Nahigian, Alan Nahigian. No, Guys, we're going to be Al's back. Good. We'll be back next week. It'll be me and Jared once again for episode number 139. Who knows? Maybe Al will be here too. I don't know. You never know at this point. Again, <laughs> Nick Qualia, 
Al, guys, manscaped.com. Promo code COUCHGUY. It's phenomenal for the holiday season, guys. Go and buy. Go buy your man. Go buy your own. Go buy your own. Go, Guys, buy your own stuff. Manscaped.com. Promo code COUCHGUY. 20% off and free shipping. It is that easy. Follow us on everything at COUCHGUY, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then rate and subscribe on iTunes. And then hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well. Guys, help us out. Again, Nick Qualia, Al Nahigian, Couch Guy Sports Podcast. We're going to be back next week, guys. Thanks for watching.